What is up, guys? This is the Buffalo Blitz, and I am your host, Peter DiBiase. Once again, this is Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, and the Buffalo Blitz is back for another edition. Guys, this week, we'll be joined by David Tilton of Cover One, the Air Raid Hour. He won't be on until 8.30, so we're going to be with me for 30 minutes. So David Tilton will be coming on at 8.30. We're going to run the show about the 9.15. We usually stop at 9, as you guys know. We'll run to about 9.15. So, guys, an extra 15 minutes of the Buffalo Blitz. So 8 to 9.15 tonight, David Tilton of the Air Raid Hour and Cover 1 will be on at 8.30 all the way to 9.15. So, guys, hopefully you guys stick with us all the way to 9.15. Hopefully my Wi-Fi works better this time. We know what happened last time, but you guys still killed, absolutely killed the episode last time. Views-wise, almost 2.5K on Facebook, so I appreciate that. But as, as always, follow Built in Buffalo on Facebook, on YouTube, and follow us on Twitter. And you can follow me on Twitter as well, at Peter on Twitter, and I will follow you back. Tonight's episode, we'll be breaking down some sleepers on the roster. Got some guys that we can, I think I can make the roster that maybe not a lot of people are talking about. Maybe some are talking about, but that are not long shots, but maybe on the outside looking in that can make the 53-man roster. And then we'll be break down some guys that could be the potential surprise cuts on this roster. So hopefully you guys stick with us all the way to uh, 9.15 as we'll be breaking down the episode um we're gonna start with oh one more thing as always the comment section is open i'll be reading comments all night answering questions i'm by myself at 8 30 so if you guys want to talk want me to talk about something a little different for a little bit drop the comment um and i will break it down let me make sure everything's all good before we get into today's topic roster sleepers players that i think could make the roster not saying they are not saying they will, but that could make the roster. So we're going to start it off with some roster sleepers, guys. And we're going to start with Jalen Wattemeyer. Can Jalen Wattemeyer sneak on this roster, onto this roster? Jalen Wattemeyer is one of the guys that I'm kind of hyped about. I'm really hyped about at this point. Um, one of the main reasons that I'm ecstatic about Jalen Wattemeyer is the fact that his production in college was something different than what he measured out at the combine and his pro day. We all know, and I've talked about Jalen Wattemeyer multiple times on this platform, that he didn't test well at his combine. We know that. He did not test well at all on his combine. He was, I would say, not lackluster. Actually, no, I would say lackluster because he just wasn't productive at the combine, like at all. So him not being productive at the combine and not testing well plummeted, like absolutely plummeted his stock to become an undrafted free agent. He is going into the season. He was a first or second round pick. Like, honestly, he was projected to be a first or second round pick. His season kind of projected to maybe day three. So five, six rounds, uh, five or, or this fifth or sixth round. His combine plummeted him to an undrafted free agent. So the reason why I think Jalen Wattemeyer could be could be that guy, um, could be that guy on this roster that could push Tommy Sweetie for that tight end three is because there is upside. I don't think there is any upside 
when it comes to Tommy Sweeney. I do think there is upside when it comes to Jalen Watermark. Look, we know what the Bills' tight end room looks right now. It is pretty simple. You have Dawson Knox as a tight end one, had a breakout year year last year. was tied for the lead in touchdowns, so he had a breakout year. He solidified as that tight end one. They bring in O.J. Howard on a one, about three, four million, three and a half million dollar contract to be that tight end two, to run a couple tight end, two set tight end packages, which the Bills have not used in a very, very long time. Who is that tight end three? The tight end three is going to be very, very interesting. I think the Bills could kind of, they could go Tommy Sweeney. Like he would be the reliable guy. He would be like the guy, you know what? If, God forbid, O.J. Howard, Dawson Knox go down, injuries happen throughout the course of the year, that's just part of the NFL. He could be that guy because the Bills have seen him. He's been in the system for a couple years. They know what they can get out of him. But we're not asking – it's not like Tommy Sweeney's going to be our tight end two or our tight end one where we're like, you know what, we, is it better to go to safe bet instead of risk it and then it just blows up in our face. Jalen Watermeyer will be that tight end three. So I think Jalen Watermeyer could be a sleeper on this roster. Like I said, could Jalen Watermeyer – I forgot to say that word, but could, Joe, could Jalen Watermeyer sneak onto this roster? A hundred percent. I think that tight end three spot is something we're going to have to watch for um, come training camp. I think we're really going to have to watch it come training camp because of the fact T- Tommy Sweeney hasn't shown us in two years. Like two years ago, obviously during COVID, he had that heart condition. He had a COVID issue. That was awful for him and obviously he missed most of the year he missed the whole year right so we're gonna throw out 2020 2021 last year he was the tight end too because they cut Hollister in offseason which a lot of people thought were tight end too so it made you feel like they believed maybe a little more in Dawson Knox obviously which because Dawson Knox needed a big year to prove himself but it also made you feel like maybe Thomas Sweetie could be that tight end too he was not like there was nothing really sweet he was active for 13 games and only and only produced 44 yards on nine receptions. And it's not like he was super productive. Look, we're going to get to Tommy Sweeney in a second. Um, I don't want to really just go into Tommy Sweeney a ton, but it has an effect on if Jalen Watermeyer can make the roster, Tommy Sweeney be there. So it's that simple. Um, Joan Watermeyer at A&M was, according to PFF, got an 80 receiving grade since 2020 which is the fourth highest among SEC tight ends. I honestly think if this guy just decided not to test at the Combiners Pro Day, he would have been drafted. I'm not saying a day one or day two pick, but he would have been drafted. So if you think the production on the field is enough to warrant a roster, and I do, the Bills should take a chance on Jalen Watermeyer being that tight end three. This kind of reminds me a little, so don't kill me in the comment section. As always, guys, comment section is open. Uh, Dave Myers, founder of Built in Buffalo, smash that like. Yes, sir, Dave. Appreciate you giving me this platform, but smash the like as always. Comment section is open. Drop comments, guys. I'll be here all night, all the way to 9.15. So drop, so yeah, so drop some comments. But this reminds me, and don't kill me for this, Gabe Davis when he was drafted. And I'm going to tell you why. You guys remember that combine video when Gabe Davis was drafted. There was Brandon Bean in obviously his box booth or wherever he was in Indianapolis. And he was saying, I hope that Gabe Davis doesn't run incredibly well because he knows his production on the field is good enough to be on this roster, like draft-wise. Like He liked him so much that he didn't care what he ran. 
and I forgot what he ran. I think four, something in the fives, maybe end of fours. So I kind of forgot what he ran. But this is similar to Jalen Watermeyer. Like, he was productive and productive in college, but his combine wasn't great. And I'm not saying, like, Gabe Davis's combine wasn't bad. Like, that's still a good 40 time. He won the fourth round. But I guess Brandon Bean, and we all know Brandon Bean was afraid. He runs in the fourth threes or whatever, right, higher than he did. He slips to the second and third round. And then, excuse me, there was a chance that the Bills don't get Gabe Davis. So I think Jalen Watermeyer is a lesser version of that. Like, I don't think he's um, that type of prospect. But I do think he has that potential to be, I would say, be Jalen. I'd be a guy that could fight for the tight end. Three. And I'm interested to see on um, when Tilt comes on at 830 that what, who's his sleeper? Because we'll talk about the roster cuts. So we'll save the roster cuts for him. Or we'll talk about the roster cuts. And, and then I want to talk and see who's sleepers and see how what he thinks. Um but yeah, Jalen Wademeyer. Sorry guys, just doing a little little cleanup right there. But yeah, Jalen Wademeyer. Um that tight end three spot is open. Look, I don't think Quentin Morris uh shows you showed you much. He was on the practice squad for most of last year. Like so that means he probably can sit on the practice squad if they really wanted to. Could Tommy Sweeney sit on the practice squad? I think so i'm not as confident as tommy sweeney sitting on the practice squad um as i am quentin morris sitting on the practice squad just because tommy sweeney's been in the league a couple years he played a little bit last year but he was a second option last year do you and comment down below guys what do you guys think do you think jalen watermeyer can have a chance to make this roster like is he can he is he one of the sleepers that we should be talking about like should we be talking about jalen watermeyer I think we should. I really do. I'm on the Joe and Wademeyer hype train. I think the potential's there. I think we can – I think he can grow into a potential tight end option. The thing – I don't think the Bills can stash him on the practice squad, guys. I really don't. I think if the Bills were like, you know what, we'll keep Sweeney as a tight end three, and then we'll stash Jalen Wademeyer, I don't think Jalen Wademeyer can be stashed. I really don't. I just don't think that's an option if you're the Bills. Um because I think there's too many teams in this league that are smart enough to realize he can produce at this level. Like, I think he can. So I think Joan Watermeyer practice squad, I don't love that option. I don't think he can. I think he has to be on this roster. Like, I'm, I really think he has to be on this roster. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't know what to say. Like, I think he has the potential. Why not take a guy at potential as a tight end three that probably won't be active on game days? Like that won't be active on game days. That's how crazy this is that he might not be even active on game days. That why not just keep him? I think there's more potential in a Jalen Watermeyer than there is than there is a Tommy Sweeney. I think it's I think people know that. I think I don't think that's crazy. And like, did anybody see? A lot of production out of Tommy Sweeney. Let me know in the comment section. Let's get the comment section popping, fellas. Comment section was popping last time with uh, Brian. And we had the crappy Wi-Fi. So that was something. But let's get the comment section going. Built in Buffalo. Make sure you guys follow us on uh, on every platform. Because Built in Buffalo is just that type of thing. Um, I really think there's a battle for this roster spot. With uh, 
Jalen Wanamai. I think he can sneak in. Like, what do I like? What are the odds? Like, if you put, like, if I wanted to put a percentage on what, where I think Jalen Wattemeyer can sneak onto this practice squad, oh, excuse me, not practice squad. I said that a couple times. Roster, I would say like 50, uh, you know, 15 would do well, like 30 to 35%. I'm still afraid. And look, would it be the end of the world? Probably not. Like, it really isn't if we're like going that deep. I'm afraid that they drop Tommy. I mean, I'm afraid that they just go conservative with Tommy Sweeney. And they just say, you know what? He's, he's seen him. We've seen what he can do. He can be reliable if we really need him at the tight end three position. Um, but Joan Wattemeyer could be on this roster. So I think Joan Wattemeyer is a huge sweet, uh, sleeper. And I think he can definitely sneak on this roster. No doubt in my mind he can sneak on this roster. Let's get the comment section going, guys. Um, Thomas Blake, ready to get on the field. Dude, tell me about it. They they wrapped up mini camp today, so we won't see – uh, live practices until training camp in Rochester. Um, but mini camp felt good. Um, Jordan Poyer's reporting, we can talk about that for like half a minute because um, I do want to get Tilt's opinion on this and he won't be on until 8.30, around 8.30. Jordan Poyer reported to camp, which was a good sign. He participated. That contract will get done. I always thought, and most people thought, or most credible people, there was obviously people that didn't, but most credible people thought that he would be on this roster. I mean, I mean, he would be report and then he would get signed eventually. He hasn't got signed. So half of it's done. He reported. I do think he gets, I think it gets done. Do I, I don't want to like give out the parameters of the contract. Cause I have no idea. Maybe a two year extension, maybe three. I would say two year would be nice. Um, and obviously Bean was a wizard with that money and trying to work it around to obviously, cause you got to pay Davis. You could potentially pay Singletary, Oliver and uh, Dawson Knox. And if they wanted to keep Tremaine Edmonds, so there's a lot of guys you have to pay. But I'm ready to get on the field, and I'm assuming he means non-practice. I'm assuming he means um, week one, Thursday night football against the Rams. So I am kind of hyped for that because I think that's going to be dope. Um, let's keep moving on with these roster sleepers because I think there's a good amount of them. And the next guy I kind of want to talk about is somebody that has kind of peaked, or not peaked, but kind of have his directory has changed a little, not maybe what he has done, but what has happened to someone else. And that is, is Balen Specter lined up for special teams duties now. And when I mean is Balen Specter lined up for special teams duties now is that Andre Smith has a six game suspension. He has a six game suspension for PEDs, right? Like what they could do with Andre Smith and Andre Smith, you guys is a very, I would say somewhat of a key contributor on special teams. Like he doesn't play much on defense or much at all, but he's a contributor on special teams. Can Balen Specter make this roster on special teams? I think he can. And I think the special teams is important. That's why the question is, is Balen Specter lined up for special duty, uh, special teams duties now? You have Tremaine Edmonds, Matt Milano, Terrell Bernard, and Ty- uh, Tyrell Dodson. Those are your four linebackers, right? Obviously, Edmonds and Milano, you're starting two. They drafted Bernard in the third round from Baylor. I think he's an outside linebacker, and I think he projects to be very good at the next level. And then Tyrell Dodson's been here for a couple years. We've seen him, and I think we've seen enough for him to guarantee or warrant a roster spot at this point. But when it comes to special teams now, it becomes very, very interesting. It's pretty simple because of the fact that Andre Smith 
is out for the rest of the year, then it becomes very, it, it becomes prominent that he should be on this roster, bail inspector, because Andre Smith with the suspension, six games, he we're going to need a guy that can fill this role. And bail inspector is probably your guy there. He won't play snaps on defense and he won't make the roster because of snaps on defense like that. There's no fit for him. That's the problem with bail inspector. But I think bail inspector being a seventh round pick from Clemson and has the ability to play special teams because he played it in college will give the bills something a little, a little safety net because of the Andre Smith situation. And I think if you're the bills, you would love that. I want to go back quickly. I want to see uh, Jeff coming in. Um, We'll go back to the tight ends. How many tight ends did the bills keep last year? So you had, you had Dawson Knox, you had Tommy Sweeney, and then you had Quentin Morris was that third tight end. And then I forgot what they did with Reggie Gillum. Was he a fullback? Was he a tight end? But that's not really the the conversation. So do they want to keep three tight ends? Who knows? They might. They might not. Um, I don't think I'm missing anybody, right? Let me know if I'm missing anybody. I think it was... Dawson Knox, Tommy Sweeney, and then it was Quentin Morris on the practice squad. And then you had, obviously, Reggie Gillum, fullback, tight end, whatever they listed at him, a toy for guy, whatever they listed now. It doesn't really matter. He's a fullback. Like, he might, they might list him a tight end, but that doesn't take into account what he can do on the field. So if I missed it, let me know and keep the comments coming. Appreciate it, Jeff. Appreciate you checking out uh, Built in Buffalo and the Buffalo Blitz every Wednesday. Um, is Bale Inspector lined up for a special teams role? Yeah, I think he is. Look, could he absolutely just bust at camp and just – have a horrible training camp, 100%. He's a seventh-round pick. Like, he could have a horrible training camp. Like, that could be a legit option. The problem is Andre Smith suspended for six games. It doesn't leave you a lot of options when it comes to special teams. Like, I'm looking at the roster. Uh, Tyler McKinevich, the one of our best special teams guys, very good. He'll be a special teams guy. Saren Neal will be a special teams guy. Tywan Jones will be a special teams guy. But then you look at the linebacking position. Tyrell Dalton's played special teams, but I think he fits more as that battle for the third linebacker spot. And I think he will battle for the third linebacker spot with Tyrell Bernard. I don't think it's just going to be given to Bernard just because he's a third-round pick. He's going to have to earn it. Like, he's going to have to earn it. Bale Inspector, because he's played special teams in college, because he's an absolute ball hawk, like, that's what he is. Um, he, he can make this roster because of special teams. That's why I got the question. Is Bale Inspector wanted for special teams du- duties now? Yeah. Does that scare people? No. It's a seventh-round pick. Like, do we see a future at linebacker here? Probably not. I'm going to go on a limb and say we don't see a future at linebacker if you're if you're the Bills. Um, who knows, though? I think he could carve out a role on special teams. I really do. Guys, comment section is open as always. Buffalo Blitz every Wednesday, 8 p.m., all the way 915. David Tilton will be on in about 10 minutes. So, guys, you don't want to miss that. Cover one, we'll go be in the 915 tonight. Uh, because Tilton's coming on a little late and we want to get a nice 45 minutes with him. And then follow me on Twitter at DBIC Peter. But comment section is open. Let's get the comment section going. Let's see what you guys got on some sleepers. We're right now breaking down the roster sleepers. We'll get to guys that we think could be surprise cuts in the second half of the show, which will be a very exciting, maybe an intense debate. You never know. But Balen Spector can make this roster on special teams. I think it's that simple. Like, I don't want to just like, go bore you guys with special teams, so, da, 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 like all these special teams. But I think Balen Spector can make this roster because he can play special teams. And Andre Smith. 
is suspended for six games. Like they they could technically don't have to cut Andre Smith because he'll just won't be a roster spot for the first six games. But you got to replace him. Like somebody has to play special teams. It can't just be nobody. Like somebody has to replace him. Why not the same exact position in Balin Specter? So I think that is interesting. Let me know, guys, what you guys think. Does Balin Specter get a roster spot now because of the loss of Andre Smith in six games? And does Jalen Watermeyer make the roster? Sorry, guys. I gotta, I've got a cough for like the last two weeks, driving me nuts. So, you know, talk for 22 minutes straight. And yeah, yeah, take a sip of water. Um, Another guy I want to talk about, I want to talk about Luke Tenuta. Does Luke Tenuta have a role on this team? And I'm going to get uh, Tilt's thoughts on this in a little bit. I want to see his sleepers. And I think Luke Tenuta definitely has a spot on this roster. Could have a spot on this roster. Six-round pick out of Virginia Tech. He had his career best ever last year in a pass block grade, according to PFF. He had an 80.1 at Virginia Tech. He played right tackle at Virginia Tech. I think he translate translates as a guard because I don't think his athleticism, his explosiveness is enough to play right tackle, but he can play right tackle. That's the caveat here. He can play right tackle and he can play the guard position. So you can play the tackle, you can play the guard position. You can move around all you want. It doesn't really matter, but he, well, it does matter, but you get what I'm saying. Like he can play the tackle position. He can play the guard position. Why is that interesting? Because Who's someone that the Bills have had for the last years, couple years, that could play two different positions on the O-line? Ryan Bates could play the center position, could play the guard position. That's why the Bills loved him. And that's why the Bills took the Bills forever to give him a chance to play right guard. When he played right guard, he became a very good right guard and it got him a nice sizable contract and he'll be in Buffalo for the next three or four years. Sean McDermott, and now Aaron Cromer coming in, Bobby Johnson out, Aaron Cromer in, new line coach, who's one of the best line coaches in the league. We saw it when the Bills had one of the best running attacks in the last 10 years when Aaron Cromer was our uh, offensive line coach. So why not, at this point, get Luke Tenuta, who can play right tackle and can play guard? He is also a massive human being, like a massive human being, 6'8", 319 pounds. I wrote in the article on BuiltInBuffaloNews.com. You guys should always check out BuiltInBuffaloNews.com. He's 6'8", 319 pounds, right? I just wrote he's a gigantic human being. That's it. He's a gigantic human being. Like, he's a massive guy. And I think if you're the Bills, why wouldn't you take a chance? Spencer Brown. Same like weight measurables, all that stuff. Start third round pick last year. Didn't start the first couple years, the first couple games. Obviously, Darrell Williams was there. And then you gotta come in with Tommy Doyle, who's also that size, who obviously might not be on the practice squad or on the roster, but could be on the practice squad. So those are two guys that are kind of measurable at this point. To the in the in the sense of the size of Luke Tenuta, obviously Spencer Brown was very good his rookie year. Obviously he had up and downs, up and down rookie year because that's what rookies do. But he was very productive for a third round pick, starting at right tackle on a division winning team and then a playoff team. Obviously Luke Tenuta could be a roster sleeper because of his ability to play guard and his ability to play tackle. 
is it am I as confident as saying like Joan Watermeyer could be a roster lock, not a roster lock, roster spot, or could like I said, Bale Inspector because of the Andre Smith and the ability to play special teams be on the roster? No, because I think the Bills are very, very have very good depth at that position right now. Like, like you have Dawkins, Spencer Brown, Ryan Bates, Mitch Morris, Saffold. Those are your those are your starting uh, offensive linemen. But then you have Doyle, who's been in the year first system. Question Barry, who they brought in from Tennessee, who started 17 games last year for the Titans, one of the best run blockers the Bills have. Obviously, you have Cody Ford. We can get to that in a bit because we'll definitely get that in a bit. You have uh, Greg Mance, who they brought in. They just signed Greg Van Roten, um, who was a very good run blocker, not a anything special in the pass blocking. Um, and then you have Ike, Ike Bucker. We don't talk about Bobby Hart because he won't make the roster. He just shows up to camp every year. I feel like Bobby Hart just like walks into camp and they're like, oh, Bobby Hart, you're back. Um, and then Jacob Capra, who could also make a roster spot. So, like, there's a lot of depth at that position. Could it make it harder for – could it make it much harder for him to make the roster? Look to do 100%. This is not an easy roster to make. Could it be more likely him be a special teams player? Obviously. But this is not an easy roster to make at any position. This team is favored to win the Super Bowl for a reason. So if this was an easy roster to make, then there wouldn't be – the Bills wouldn't be favored, and then they would have won two straight AFC East and gone to the championship and then the divisional round the last two years. So it's that simple. Like This Bills team is very good. So, yeah, Luke Tenuta could be on this roster. I don't know if – he's going to translate at right away. His measurables, kind of similar to Jalen Watermeyer. Like, he didn't flash. Like, he really didn't flash on his measurables, on his, like, all his, when they gray them out, you know, like, the combine and all that uh, fun stuff. So, yeah, I think Jalen, I think Luke Tanuta, excuse me, I'm going back and forth. Luke Tanuta could be a guy that could make the roster because of his ability to play guard, play tackle. But I do think the Bills like him at more, of the tackle position than they do the guard position. Uh, vice versa. Oh my God, I'm losing my mind right now. I think they like him more at the guard position than they do at the tackle position because of his um, lack of athleticism. But his size, 6'8", 319, and his experience playing in college, he played three or four years at Virginia Tech. He was solid. He wasn't anything crazy good. But he was a sixth-round pick. Um, some people think we could have reached. I think... I think that was a fair sixth, seventh round. I think I had a six and then I think I had a six round grade on Luke Tenuta. So the Bills took him in six rounds. So you got to listen to me. Um, but yeah, sleeper. Does Luke Tenuta have a role on this team? I think there's a chance he has a role on this team. I think he could be a, a sleeper on this team. Is it as crazy as saying like, or is it, it's less, it's more crazy saying Luke Tenuta could be on this roster than like a bail inspector because you see a clear path for bail inspector because his ability to play special teams and the Andre Smith suspension for six games. Like, there's a clear path. There's not a clear path for Luke Tenuta. So that's a little interesting. Like, the Bills' depth at the guard position is kind of crazy. The Bills' depth at the tackle position is kind of crazy. And there's guys with more experience. Luke Tenuta could definitely, could definitely be a guy that's on the practice squad. Like, I think the Bills would be able to stash him. Like, no doubt in my mind. Like, they stashed Tommy Doyle for a little bit last year, but... Tommy Doyle is back on this team again. I think he could be a guy, or Luke Tenuta could be a guy that they stash for a little bit. So, yeah, I think that is Luke Tenuta could be on this roster just because 
of his ability to play both positions. We saw McDermott fall in love with Ryan Bates, and that also caused Ryan Bates not to play right away, which wasn't a good thing because I think Ryan Bates, we kind of realized, should have played guard a little earlier in the year than he did. So could that mean Luke Tenuta? Maybe that's why the Brandon Bean went down that road. Maybe, you know, like, we're going to take a guy in the sixth round, right? It's a day three pick. Those don't really always make the roster. They don't always pan out. They're not always productive. Like, day three picks are always a wild card. Let's take a guy in the day three round or day three on that Saturday in the sixth round that could play multiple positions on the O-line because it gives us a little versatility if you want to keep him in the roster and the ability to move him around. So why not do that? So Luke Tenuta could be on this roster. But you know who's in right now? David Tilton. I'm going to try to get him. We're going to get him on. Let's see if I can do this because I got two different screens right now. So this is going to be interesting. So we're going to get rid of the we're going to get rid of the Pixar because we got to get the Bills Buffalo bits. We're going to add him to the stream. And let's go. What is up, David? How are we doing tonight, man? What's up, Pete, man? I think the last time I talked to you <clears throat> live was when you were on our show. So I appreciate you inviting me yeah. onto yours and uh, definitely happy to uh, to be here on, on your show, man. It's uh it's a privilege. Anytime anyone asks me to be on their show, I try to to make sure I can because it's um it's not something I take lightly. So I really appreciate it. Of course, man. And that was a little iffy me trying to change from the overlay to get the background, <laughs> then to get you on. I've never done yeah, that before. Steve's pretty good at doing that uh, on our show. I don't do it's, all that stuff. He's he's a pro. He's a well, pro. It's the first time I've had to move back and forth from somebody, so that was fun. But before we get into what we're talking about tonight, guys, obviously the comment section is open as always. We'll be going to nine fifteen. Last week, you guys killed it on Facebook, like two and a half thousand views, which was awesome. Um, but David, where can we find? Where can, I know a lot of people know where you, are, but like, where can everyone find you in social media, your show? Just mm-hmm. if people haven't heard of you, just they can check you out. Yeah, so uh, you can find me at Tilt Money. It's right there on the screen. Um, that's my Twitter handle. That's where I'm most active as far as social media. Um, our show handle at the Bills Guy. Steve runs that handle. For us, um, the show is the Air Raid Hour. We're on the Cover One Network. We we are on every Monday night right now in the summer at 9 p.m. Um, during the season, we'll be doing pregame uh, shows and our normal Monday night slot as well. So we'll be doing two shows once the season starts. But for now, you can um, go follow Cover One on social media, follow, um, subscribe to the Cover One YouTube page as well, and you'll find our playlist on there, the Air Raid Hour um and just recently we just switched to mondays only for for the month of june um we were doing mondays and thursdays before that and then all of our stuff gets released as podcast as well so if you can't catch us live um we port that all over to podcast on on apple podcast spotify everything so you can find us uh find me there and um yeah man it's uh it's been going strong now for uh yeah. for about three three and a half years with steve yes. on that show so it's it's good yeah, I, I enjoy the show. I try to listen as much as possible. But, you know, there's a ton of son of Bills creators. And if you listen to all of them, you you have no time in oh, the day. For we're very show. fortunate as a Bills community to have so many content yes. creators. Like, there's something for everybody, for sure. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, I always forget to mention, you brought that up, that podcast. Because Buffalo Blitz is on podcast on Friday mornings. I always forget to mention that, guys. But if you guys miss the show, you can always rewatch it on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter, as always. But... If you guys drive in the car, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Um, what's up, T? Hope you're having a good hope you're having a good evening. So, David, we were talking about some sleepers. We'll get to some mm-hmm. roster cuts in a minute. And I was talking about – I mentioned two guys that mm-hmm. – we'll get to it a couple in a minute. I want to hear your thoughts. Balen Specter 
and Jalen Watermeyer. Those two mm-hmm. guys as potential roster sleepers. Out of those two, is there anybody that jumps off the page, Specter or Watermeyer, that you think could make could have a legit chance to make this roster? Oh, I really like the I really like the value the Bills got out of Jalen Watermeyer, bringing him as a, as a UDFA. Um, prior to his pro day testing, he was viewed by some as the number one tight end prospect in, in the draft. I know that TDN had him very high on their, um, draft prospect rankings in the top 60. Um, and consensus wise, he was generally considered a top 50 to 75 overall prospect in the draft in a top three to five tight end. And then obviously his testing really hurt his stock um with the poor numbers there and he was like one of the lowest raz scores of any of the tight ends like ever um but the fact of the matter is is when you watch you know you watch his games at texas a&m he had 16 touchdowns in three seasons he had over 100 catches in three seasons he showed up in some of the bigger games Uh, he can play he can play football and i think the bills got a a nice fine there as a udfa and the fact of the matter is is that tommy sweeney isn't a lock now to make this team as the third tight end, he was inactive late in the season last year. The Bills signed O.J. Howard, um, so that's not necessarily a great sign for Tommy Sweeney either. But if the Bills do want to go into the season with three tight ends, I don't see why Jalen Watermeyer can't push Tommy Sweeney or even Quentin Morris and kind of separate himself in that competition to be that third tight end on the team. So as far as a path to a roster spot, there aren't a ton for, for some of these sleepers, but there is a path for for Jalen Weidermeyer. And if you look at, um, you know, if you look at uh, the bills last year, they only did keep two tight ends. So yeah. it, it's a, it's a long shot, but it's a possibility, right? They did keep Reggie Gilliam in, in the, I'm expecting him to be there again as well. Yeah. So if the bills do only keep two tight ends again this year, then Tommy Sweeney's gone too. Right. So I, I like Weidermeyer's chances if they do keep three, but I'm telling you after, uh, after Knox and Howard, it's going to be a tough uphill climb for anybody to make the roster. Yeah, I mentioned, like I mentioned, I said, like, this roster is loaded. Like, obviously, the Bills didn't win, are not the favorite to win the Super Bowl if this roster wasn't loaded. Like, it's hard to make this roster if you're obviously a late draft pick or undrafted or a guy that's uh, a low free agent sign. Like, it's that simple. Mm-hmm. The only, I, I agree. The only thing, Jalen Wat- reason why Jalen Watermark could be on this roster is the lack of production of, like, Tommy Sweeney. It, it's, if that, I think that's that simple because, look, I know Tommy Sweeney, we had the 2020 season that was a wash for him. Obviously, mm-hmm. medical reasons, which is unfortunate. But 2021, he was active in 13 games. Yep. And he yep. had nine receptions for 44 yards. So it's not it's not like the Bills don't throw the ball. Like, obviously, they throw the ball. So it it's it's not like Josh Allen wanted to trust Tommy Sweeney with the ball. That was probably the problem. And obviously, Dawson Knox had a great, great season. But Tommy Sweeney hasn't shown us enough to... Like not like saying doesn't not not to not warrant a roster spot, but not to be like guarantee a roster spot. Like, not to I, put everything on Tommy Sweeney making the roster. I think it's the same to a lesser degree, but because of the player, but it's a similar conversation we had around losing Harrison Phillips to the Vikings in free agency, right? Like we like Tommy Sweet Sweeney the the person, right? And we yeah. like the story of Tommy Sweeney and we like how he's battled back from his medical issues and complications and um, you know, he had a little bit of a cult following there as a rookie he showed pretty well in that, that rookie year of his in the preseason and, and people had, there were some murmurs right around him and like some, some, some low key kind of like 
I don't want to call it hype, but there was some some hope, I guess, yeah. is the way to put it around Tommy Sweeney. And the fact of the matter is he just hasn't, you know, he hasn't put played on the field. Like medical thing, you can't That's blame the guy. But yeah. the the fact of the matter is he's played less than 400 total offensive snaps across three seasons. Um, shouldn't be considered a lot to make the roster. I know the Bills obviously, you know, have made the conscious decision to keep him the last two years, uh, even going through the medical stuff, which was probably the right thing to do. But you get to a point in time where, um, you know, you look at it and if you're only going to keep two tight ends, like this could be it for Tommy Sweeney. Yeah. Lone Wolf coming in. He's saying neither to the question of balance Spectre and Joan Watamar. I, I'm super confident. This might be a bad statement, but I'm like kind of confident balance Spectre can make this roster. Because well, of the team's ability and the sense that uh, it could be more Andre Smith being suspended for six games than obviously maybe Bale Inspector's potential. I don't know. There's, I could be just, it could be just me pulling stuff out of my, you know what? But I kind of like Bale Inspector. I just, there's something about him. And maybe I'm just doing, this is the first year I'm like in the Bills, like content creating room. So I'm doing a lot more research than I've ever done than in the past. And maybe I'm just doing, I'm just reading into too many stuff because I think well, we do that a lot. There's a few things working in your favor for that prediction, right? Obviously, the the suspension for Andre Smith um, works in your favor on that prediction. The Bills' initial 53 man roster last year had six linebackers, right? It was mm-hmm. Milano, Edmonds, Klein, Dotson, um, Matikiewicz, and, and Smith, right? So they did keep six um, initially uh, on the roster last year so you figure you look at it this year and you're, you've got Edmonds uh Milano obviously Bernard's gonna make it Dodson and Matikiewicz that's five right there so if Andre Smith is suspended for the first six games um is there a chance for Bale Inspector to kind of take that roster spot it's gonna be interesting to see what they do for Andre Smith because um this is something we haven't they, seen they, in a while like we haven't seen the suspension Right, and they like Andre Smith, right? They've brought him back. They consciously brought him back. So um, I'm not really too worried about guys like Markel Lee and Joe Giles Harris pushing for that spot because they've signed and released Markel Lee multiple times, and Joe Giles Harris was on the practice squad last year. So I I feel like Spectre does have a has a path here, right? He does have a path to make the team, Um, and especially if the Bills do kind of go with the trend from. 2021 where they did keep six linebackers on the initial 53 yeah the biggest thing when you look for these sleepers to make the roster is like a path like we yes. see a path opening like that's exactly what you see with specter like is it a huge path like is he like the fourth linebacker probably not but the bills need special teams players and i think that's very interesting with specter um do they, they only kept two tight ends on the roster. You're, you're right, Lone Wolf. They only kept two tight ends on the roster. So that could hinder the Jalen Watermeyer um, mm-hmm. situation. Bernard is, I'm assuming Bernard's not going anywhere. He was a third-round pick. They're not going to. Yeah, he's, he's a lock. I mean, they're he's, yeah, he's going to make the team. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's an A.J. Klein. Like, he's not an A.J. Klein replacement from a profile standpoint, but he is the A.J. Klein roster. He slides into that spot in the roster. Yes, correct. So. And then, yeah, like it's not like Tyrell Dotson has blown up. Like, he hasn't done anything great. Like, he's been fine, but it's not like we need Tyrell Dotson. He'll make the roster, but it's not like, you know what I mean? Like, Dotson yeah. isn't anything special. You're going to be counting on Bernard for more defensive snaps than you are Tyrell Dotson, for sure. Yes, I I completely um, 
completely. Who's it? I was thinking because guys like get cut in the third round. Who was that Jets player that got cut a couple years ago from Florida? Oh, that just popped in my mind. People cutting third or fourth round picks. It was that edge rusher. Oh, Jabari know. Zaniga, I think. Was yeah, it? it was somebody when the Jets cut him. Like, they I think they him. still. I think they might still have him. I'm not sure, but yeah, okay, there was wanna... there was there have been cases like that in the past uh, where they've. I think there was like some legal thing with him. I could be miss. Uh, it was he was an edge rusher, right? From yeah, Florida? yeah. Um, no, he's still there. He's still on the Jets. Might oh. have been someone else then. Okay. But, but yeah, he he was. It came to my mind for some some reason. Uh, Tommy Sweeney is another Tyler Croft glimpse of potential. Then it disappears. Look, yeah, Tommy Sweeney's fine. That's the thing. He's fine. He's not anything special. He's not Dawson Knox. He's not OJ Howard. And obviously, the OJ Howard signing kind of pushed Tommy Sweeney. And the thing with Tommy Sweeney, the Bills gave him a chance last year because yep. Hollister was cut. Yes, correct. If Hollister was on this roster, Sweeney's probably on the practice squad or cut. Mm-hmm. And Quentin Morris is gone. So, they, you know what? They believed in Tommy Sweeney enough to give him the tight end two job. He had a chance. He didn't really produce enough. Like, granted, obviously, he wasn't the focal point of the offense. But he didn't produce enough as the second tight end option. And that's why they brought O.J. Howard. Obviously, O.J. Howard gives you so much different looks than what Tommy Sweeney does. So, it's a little different there. Um, this is interesting. Can Andre Smith go to the practice squad on this? No. Right, uh, I think the, so. The practice team, squad. How does this work? I never know what the PED suspension. So the practice squad rules, I think, are a little different this year. They're similar to like the the full fledged pandemic rules that we had, but I believe mm-hmm. you can have four veteran, um, veteran allocated okay. practice squad players. So would imagine that if they did want to do that, he could fit that bill. But I feel like that would probably be a waste of one of those spots for the Bills. Um, if anything, you probably give a spot like that to a guy like Matt Barkley, right? If the Bills only on the two quarterbacks, so yeah. he'll be one of those veteran, veteran kind of practice squad um, spots, and, and maybe some others. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I can't. I don't know that. I mean, it's not impossible, Jason. And like, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like the situation with the suspension makes it a little bit of a tougher call for the Bills on what to do with him and putting him on the the 53. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Um, That'll be interesting to see how that plays it, out. It, it's it's super it's super um it's super interesting. Um I think and I want I want to get your thoughts. Sleeper. So I, I mentioned Jalen Watermeyer and Balen Specker, and those were two guys I also thought of Luke Tenuta could be potential. I also have Cam Willis as a potential sleeper in my I wrote in my article. Is there someone you could say Cam Willis or Luke Tenuta if you want, but is there someone on the roster, right? Or that can make the roster that that stands out for you as a sleeper? So I had Watermeyer on my list as well. I think right. that there, there's a couple other guys. I think Tavon Austin could make the team. His path to the team is purely going to be probably as a returner. Yes. Um, let's not. Um, this is a this is a player that in the drought era, the Bills Bills fans would have been over hyping themselves over what he was going to bring to the table. I think Bills mm-hmm. fans ha- are are very much more level headed these days and kind of see Tavon Austin for what he is. Right, he's a guy that is being brought in because the bills are just trying to stack talent in the receiver room. And also their, the return um, situation is still unsettled, right? Yeah. So if Tavon Austin shows that he can be a reliable return man in, in training camp and in the preseason, 
then maybe he has a path to the roster as that sixth or, or seventh right wide receiver. They do keep seven. I don't think they will, but p- potentially, right? Maybe yeah. he knocks a guy like Kumaro off the roster. I doubt it, but there is a there is a path for him. Um, at the corner position, you know, I think Christian Benford or Nick McLeod, one of those two guys, can make a run at the at a roster spot. Um, Trey White, if he starts the year on short term IR, that opens up a a, a roster right. spot for yeah. a corner to make the the team Nick McLeod's been with the with the team now for going into his second stint, right? Second camp and, and things like that. And you know, got some praise last year in camp. So he's a guy who, you know, went to NC my my you know, my school NC State, then went ended up transferring to Notre really? Dame, battled through some injury, um, a major injury, but really has a good story. And then Benford, obviously, from Villanova, um, you know, playing at the you know, the FCS and you know, the FCS level you know, it's a knock on him, but he does have 14 career interceptions and seven last year. So I think athletically he's like not as, as fluid or as top end as some of the other guys, but you know, if there's a, there's a chance that one of these guys and maybe even throw Elijah Griffin into the mix, uh, you know, any one of those corners down there. And you mentioned Cam, like Cam Lewis, right? Like, I mean, if Trey white doesn't start the season on the active roster and he's on the IR that opens up a roster spot for one of these cornerbacks to make it. And then finally, I would say the Bills interior defensive line has gotten a big makeover, right? Yeah. Stars gone. Vernon Butler's gone. Guys like Quentin Jefferson no longer here, obviously for two years now. But um, the Bills kept five defensive tackles last year. Justin Zimmer, not here anymore, right? Like they kept five defensive tackles last year. Right now on the on the depth chart, you got Daquan Jones and Al Oliver, probably your top two. You got Jordan Phillips and Tim and Settle Tim. behind them, but behind yeah, those, behind behind those guys, there's probably going to be maybe a chance for one more defensive tackle to make the team, whether it's Brandon Bryer or Eli Anku. Um, and I like what Eli Anku did in limited action last year. So mm-hmm. if the Bills again keep that trend similar to last year, where they take five defensive tackles into the season, Eli Anku or Brandon Bryant maybe has a chance to sneak onto this 53 man roster, I think. So um, I like those names. I forgot about the bills. Yo, I always forget who, how many they keep it on. So there's always, it changes all the time, but yeah, the five D tackles could be very interesting. Obviously uh, Kristen Benford's intriguing to me because he can play safety and he can play corner. And I feel like when the bills or teams make their end of the roster, like the last handful of guys, right. They always think, can we get this guy on the practice squad? Right? Like, I feel like that has to be, a legit thought because if you don't, if you can't get him on the practice squad, then he's like, if he gets po- uh, poached from the practice squad, that's what I meant. Then he obviously he's gone and you're not going to get him back. Christian Bedford, I think being a late round pick or a day three pick, the ability to play safety in corner and that 14 interceptions, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. Um, So I think Christian Bedford's a guy. I like what Jason's coming here with uh Blackshear. Ian Blackshear, mm-hmm. he's a pro like guy. He's yeah, a Virginia, I'm a Virginia Tech guy. Um, that's my yeah. college football team. Um, so he was good. He wasn't like super explosive. He came from Rutgers, right, and transferred yeah. to yes. to V Tech. Yeah, I yeah. really liked him. He he's we um that well. So just he reminded me uh, of a guy that NC State had in Bam Knight. He he had kind of gave me those okay. vibes. Um, kind of a return guy, more of a more of a scat back type of running back. But like when you watched his games, like he, he could make yardage for himself. Like he wasn't bad between yeah, the tackles. We didn't use him well. Justin Fuente and Brad Corlison were 
horrible at their job. And that's why they're no longer employed. So I just don't think there's a path to the roster for Blackshear. Like you have Singletary, you have Cook, you have Duke Johnson, Zach Moss. Like there might not be a path for Zach Moss to make the roster. Now we can get down that road. You can talk about that for hours if Zach Moss will make the roster. Now that's probably the conversation. And obviously you have Tywan Jones will be a special team where people always forget about Tywan Jones. So I don't really think there's a path to Blackshear making the yeah. roster. So I don't see it. I would I would like to him to be on the special team, uh, special teams, practice squad, because I think that would be very intriguing for the Bills. And I think he could sit on the practice squad. I don't think we have to really worry about him getting obviously like poached. And that could change with preseason, all this stuff. Um, Kumaro plays on coverage teams. That's like I know you agreed with that. I saw in the comments, yep. but I, I that that's something that's very important. But people Kumaro's not a sexy player, right? Like he doesn't no, go out there and make catches and stuff, but like he does like the dirty work that you need for that six wide receiver. And the bills do value that. So like, we can't, we can't look at the receiver group and just be like, we want all the toys necessarily yeah. because they can do this and that. Like Kumaro has a spot on this team. I'm not saying it's guaranteed, but I feel like he's on the, he's on the inside right now and would have to take, it would take something kind of special for him to, from someone else to knock him off. Yes, exactly. And um, two right running backs get cut, and Blackshear could be a sleeper. I don't see them cutting both Duke Johnson and Zach Moss. I'm assuming that's who you're um, going after. Uh, do you see that at all? Duke Johnson and Zach Moss both getting cut? That would be something. No, I mean, I I think Duke Johnson will get cut, but I don't. I think I it'll too. be. I think it'll be Moss, Cook, and, and Singletary will be your three running backs on the roster, and then they'll obviously have Gilliam on there too as like a kind of hybrid fullback tight end type player. Um, I don't really see the bills keeping more than uh, than three running backs on the roster. I mean, last year, I mean, outside of Taiwan Jones, who would be a special teamer, but again, I'm kind of not really counting him in the running back. Um, no, I don't. I mean, either. he is, he, he, he is a running back obviously, but I'm not well, really counting him in that same regard that we're kind of viewing Blackshear. So um, I just don't see, like, I don't think they're going to cut Zach Moss. Like they've got, two more years left to him on a rookie deal and they're going to try to salvage something out of him. I think this year. So I just, it would be, it's, it's not impossible, but I yeah. think it's, it would be very unlikely. I was on, I was when I was on the Duke Johnson train, right? Like I was, and then I talked like on the show last like, couple weeks and somehow I got myself flipped onto the Zach Moss. Like it just happened. Like I just flipped the switch in my brain. I'm like, you know what? Zach Moss don't know. I, I know why I, there's a, there's a logic. Like, he does something that the other two running backs, when I mean Singletary and James Cook, don't do. Like he's he has a unique skill set that they both don't do. Run through the tackles, more of a goal line back, more of a power back. So he does something that they don't do. And I think James Cook kind of minimizes Duke Johnson's ability to win. I mean, the Bills tried to get JD McKissick. He was clear of the type yeah. of running back they were interested in, right? When they missed out on JD McKissick. The plan B was Duke Johnson. Yes. And then you see in the draft, they go for James Cook. So like they were clearly going after a type. Um, all three of those guys, I'm not going to say they're exactly the same, but the type as a receiving back was what they were really looking for. And so I would definitely agree. Like James Cook and Duke Johnson are, are more redundant to each other than Zach Moss is with, with any of the others. So I, yeah. I still think there's a, a clear role for Zach Moss on the team. It's just going to be dependent on how the bills kind of divide up those um, divide up that work this year. And Brandon Bean took him in the third round. So Brandon Bean likes the guy, like obviously he likes the player and he saw potential. So I don't know if he wants to give up on Zach Moss that quickly. I'm going to the 
going to this comment, Austin would have to beat out McKenzie and or Stevenson and prove himself to be the best return guy to make the roster. Well, McKenzie's yes. not going anywhere, so I don't yeah. think we need to put McKenzie. Yeah. But I agree. Tavon Austin has to show he could be a return guy. But it's not like the Bills returners were anything special last year. So mm-hmm. it's not like a huge uphill battle. Like Marquez mm-hmm. Stevenson, nowhere near like a roster spot, like lock as a roster. Like he could be out the window, out the door, not the window, whatever, very fast because his and, and, and you've seen for, I think it was more Matt Matt Perino. I've read, like listened to the shout uh that their podcast, him and Ryan Talbot, and they said Marquis Stevenson's catching ability, like he's he's dropping balls like yep. consistently, not on like hard routes, and obviously not on like against defense. Like this is just like seven on seven routes. So and the Bills special teams or the in the return game and the kick returning game was really lackluster last year. Do we really want Micah Hyde standing back there and getting punt returns? Look, look, he's gonna fair catch it 90, 95% of the time. But God forbid he takes one and gets just blown up. Do we really want mm-hmm. Micah Hyde or our one of the best safeties in the league getting injured because we put him on special teams? That sounds we get laughed at. Like that's just plain stupidity right there. Isaiah McKenzie shown ability to be a good returner, but his ability to not hold on to the ball was kind of scary. And we don't want to not get Josh on the ball. Get Josh on the ball as many times as he can is a good thing. Marcus Stevenson had the same issue. There's a legit path for Tavon Austin to make this roster because he can punt return and kick return. If he shows something, and maybe it's just holding on to the ball. Like maybe McDermott yeah. just wants him to hold on the ball. He can make this roster. I don't think Isaiah McKenzie's going anywhere. Like they, no. they brought him back. Like he's not going anywhere. That'd be a shocker if Isaiah McKenzie got cut. We'll get to surprise cuts in about a minute or two. Don't think Isaiah McKenzie is one of those guys. Um, you quickly, you think Austin? Do you think? Would you? What do you? You put a percent like 30, 40, 50 that Tavon Austin makes this roster. It's below 50, but it's not crazy. 20, 20, 25%, I, I'd say. I mean, look, the, th- the fact is, is like the Bills and where they are in the tra- their trajectory as a team, like they're they're trying to win the Super Bowl this year. Yes. So because of that, I don't think they'd have any issues in, tr- in taking Tavon Austin into the season over a guy like Stevenson because they're trying to win this year. Yes, they're trying to know. win the Super Bowl. In, a, in another situation where you're going through a rebuild, you probably wouldn't do that. You'd keep Stevenson and you kind of let him develop. But for this season, that gives Austin's chances a little bit more of an uptick. I still think they're low, but it does give them a bit of an uptick. Now, Austin does have 25 career fumbles himself, right? Not all on returns, but he's not exactly the epitome of ball security either um, because he wasn't necessarily a high-volume receiver anyway in his early days, and he still has 25 career fumbles, which is a lot. So um, it's not like Austin's coming in and is like this, you know, lock, you know, like just locking the ball either. So it – this is like a similar conversation that we had last year in the turn game, Stevenson McKenzie. And last year we're talking about Brandon Powell before the bills cut him. Like it's the same conversation we're having again this year. And like Austin's kind of that Brandon Powell guy this year. And you still have Stevenson and McKenzie's probably going to be less relied on in the return game. Cause I think they're going to try to utilize him more on offense. But I mean, the, the job for the return duties are, is wide open. Right. So that's almost right. Contract He's going to well. have to beat out. He's going to have to beat out Stevenson and he's going to have to, and if he doesn't, he's going to still have to prove that he's more valuable than Kumaro, which is, is still an uphill, uh, uphill battle in my opinion. So I think I'll, I'll it, say 
He's a better chance of beating out Stevenson, in my opinion, than Kumaro. Even though I like Stevenson a lot, yeah. because I think he has that long end speed that the Bills really don't have on their team. It's just they the first thing with the drops are just yeah unreal. I mean, and you that's the thing. Long. You talk about the path for Austin. I mean, in a, like Stevenson has a, has a has a chance to bring something to this team that no one else on the team can. Right? He has that long yeah. speed. He can play inside and outside. And he can potentially offer you something in the return game. And so you you hate to see him having these hands issues in practice when they're practicing against air because it's just that's, I mean, and I know I know a little bit of that was in the in the rookie or not in the rookie in the OTAs where they weren't necessarily just practicing against air, but still like you gotta he's gotta be ball. more of a hands catcher, you know, and and there have been multiple reports. Perino, Bascaglia both had reported that he had some drops issues. So um yeah. I mean, rooting. the long ways, long ways to go, but like not a not a great start for him. I'm also rooting for the guy because I think he can help this team. Yep. Like I think he can actually help this team more than maybe a Katavon Austin, but a Tavon Austin could show he could return, and maybe Kalu Shakir, I see Long Wolf could be a punt returner and kick returner, but he's been a little injured this so far in camp, and it's just we haven't seen a lot. So we're gonna flip over to some surprise cuts on this roster. Um. David, give me I my surprise cut, or could be surprise cut. I, I, I clarify this one. I don't say he's going to get cut because I don't want to wake up tomorrow and I got people coming at me with, uh, oh, you're going to say this guy is going to be cut. No, I think this could be potential. Who's your one guy that if he got cut, people, and he could get cut, would be like, oh, man, I didn't see that coming. Not like Cody Ford, maybe not Tommy Sweeney, because those are two guys. We could talk about that. But the, a lot of Bills fans don't want to see Cody Ford. So if he got cut, I don't think people would be that upset but what what is one guy you, you think that could be cut that's surprising yeah i mean it doesn't matter what you say someone's gonna call you and be like oh he said this guy's gonna get cut so don't even exactly. stress about that too much um we already mentioned tommy sweeney right i think he's gonna get cut um yes. i don't know how much of a surprise that is but like considering he's been ingrained on this roster for three years in a row like i i, I could see him being cut um marcus stevenson was the top of my list of surprise okay. cuts and because I just started listing out the receivers, right? You have Diggs, Davis, Crowder, Shakir, McKenzie. Like, to me, those five guys are locks to make the team. Now, if the Bills only keep six wide receivers, which they did do last year, by the way, in a year where we thought they maybe very well could have kept seven given the depth of talent they had, they didn't, right? Now, they got a little fortunate, and they were able to put Stevenson on the short-term IR at the beginning of last year and kind of protect him in a way, um, but... I don't know that that's going to be the case again this year. So now you look at like maybe Kumaro and Stevenson are battling for that wide receiver six spot. And I have to give Kumaro the edge right now. So I would say that Stevenson would be a surprise cut for me. Um, and it not, not necessarily because like it's a surprise in the sense that people will be shocked that he's cut. But I think the fact that the bills drafted him and people have kind of high hopes for him, maybe in the return game and, Maybe he does show some flashes in the return game in camp and in practice and that they still cut him, right? That could be yeah. that could be why this becomes a surprise cut because maybe he does kind of steady the ship a bit, but it's just not enough for him to make the roster. So I could definitely see him getting cut. Um, the other guy that I could see as a surprise cut, it I would be a Shaq surprise. Lawson. I said Shaq Lawson could be. He could be, he could be, he could be out of it a little. Um, I, I kind of went back and forth in the shack loss just because how many edge rushers McDermott likes to keep 
which yep. could keep him on the roster, but I still think he's the fifth edge rusher. So yep, those wanted to I mean, on him, he could be the option to keep uh extra receiver, extra tight end, whatever stuff like the that. Bi- the, that option. the Bills kept ten defensive linemen, uh, eleven defensive yes, linemen yeah. last year. Excuse me, they kept five tackles and six edges last year. So, so I think yeah, it's I, gonna I just, be it's gonna be interesting. That would be a surprise cut if Shaq Watson got cut. So oh yeah, and that, I went I went a little bold there. I wrote an article today. About it. No, that fits the mold of this segment, though, right? That yeah. would be a surprise cut. And I mean, there was all these reports that he signed during, like, during the playoff run, like, and then he didn't sign, and yeah. then the Bills finally did sign him. So, like, was he that hot of a like, commodity, like, on the market? Well, that's the thing. Like, he wasn't exactly like a hot commodity. It didn't seem like so. Like, it wouldn't, you know, wouldn't be the Bills crazy. cutting him. The the Bills cutting him wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world. You know what's another crazy um, one? And Matt Perino has said this a couple of times, Jameson Crowder would be mm. something crazy. And I don't, I don't agree with it. I think he should be on this roster. But for some reason, every time I listen to Matt Perino, and I, I like their podcast, their podcast is awesome. Um, he always somehow has sprinkles in here. He, maybe Jameson Crowder gets cut. Like every every segment that somehow Jameson Crowder is getting cut, which I find hilarious. I don't think he'll be cut. But that would be, that would be, that would fit the segment. Surprising. Because you would have Diggs, Davis on the outside. Does do they believe enough in Isaiah McKenzie and Khalil Shakir as their slot receivers? Yeah, I think Shakir, no, could be Shakir, on the outside Shakir would. Side. Shakir would have to do something yes, special crazy. in camp, I think, for that to happen. Because I don't really see. I personally don't really see McKenzie as the guy that fills that true slot receiver role, right? He's not the route I runner with Cole Beasley, and, and and Crowder isn't for that matter either. But Crowder is a better route runner. Than Isaiah McKenzie and Isaiah McKenzie's role in the offense, I don't think is as like a traditional slot receiver. Now he can play magic. as he can play out of the slot and do other things. Yeah, but I I don't think you're putting him in the slot to be that sort of short area, quick twitch sort of route runner type. You're using him in the slot for other reasons. Um, and so Shakir would have to show you something. Shakir would have to so, so Crowder would definitely be a like that would be a huge would, Crowder would also to show age and maybe injuries and stuff like that. Yeah. But the thing is with like yeah. Crowder, it's not like he's on a long term, like cutting him doesn't really do anything like financially. Right. And like and there's no value there at all in that. And, and yeah. unless something wild came about on the free agent market during the summer or in during during training camp, and there was a surprise cut from another team and the Bills so wanted really- to kind of get in on somebody. Like a corner, or it, something there's like not that. a huge benefit to cutting Crowder, right? It's a one year deal that, as it is. So, that's why I think Matt Perino saying that is very, very interesting because I always find it very interesting. He's obviously a credible, he's great yeah, his job, so he's a very, very credible source. Who are you going to say someone after? Um, yeah, Stevenson. I, this would be a surprise, okay? And it would be even more of a surprise because Andre Smith has the suspension. But, and the reason I say this is because if the Bills needed the cap the cap relief, they probably would have made this cut already, but Tyler Matikiewicz is making two and a half million dollars as a special teams only player. And I know the bills value that special teams ability, but they drafted Balen Specter. They still have Joe Giles Harris. Like they have options from, from a special team standpoint, if they want to replace Matikiewicz and save the cap space. Now I will caveat this by saying like, I think if they were going to cut Matikiewicz, they would have done it during the free agency window or during the, the window where they needed to try to free up cap to, to then, sign guys. Yeah. So at this point, I don't really think it makes sense. And, but 
if for some reason, maybe like some veteran corner came on the market and they needed two and a half, $3 million to bring a guy in and Trey white, wasn't going to be ready. And they really felt like they needed to bring a corner in like Joe Hayden, um, like that, something like that. They could, but they could bring Joe Hayden in right now. So they like, could. yeah, I, I just say Tyler Medikavich because of the dollars, but it, it would be a surprise. I, I think it's say. a surprise it would... cut because of Andre Smith. I think it's that simple, right? Yeah. I think he would be a cut candidate, and I think a lot of people would have him if Andre Smith never got suspended, right? Because yep. then he could be expendable. But Andre Smith not being there, do you really want to rely on Balen Spector? Yeah. I think so Balen it would be, be a surprise. Do you want to rely on a team that's trying to win a Super Bowl? So no. Um, Lone Wolf coming in here. Dark Horse McKenzie, I don't see this at all. That would be a surprise, so it fits the segment. I know you commented down below as well. Um, cutting a fringe player doesn't count as a surprise cut. It's just a fun it's exercise. Tough. Yeah, it's, it's a just, fun exercise. But I, I will say this. Right now. I will say this. Like, It's a fun exercise, but it's hard it's to so pinpoint hard. a surprise cut because the Bills roster is very much at the point where it's really like the last five or six guys trying to make the team. It's not like you're unsure of like 25 guys who are going to make no, the team. No. So he's right. Lone Wolf is right. Like there is, these would be surprises like McKenzie Crowder. Like those would be surprises. I mean, I guess Cody Ford maybe would be a surprise cut. Would, would Zach Moss he, be a surprise cut? Yes, I think, I think so. Be a surprise cut Zach well. Moss would be a surprise cut, especially because they don't really have a bruiser otherwise that they can bring in if they want a bruiser right they don't really have that like duke johnson's not that guy james cook's not that guy black is really not that guy um that's why zach moss made his roster because there's nobody that does what he does so it would be a surprise cut it definitely would um so i would say i was gonna i was saying um before the draft Right. Like, and during free agency, like before the Bills signed any free agents or before they did anything, like I thought Zach Moss could be cut. But now, kind of seeing how it's played out with who they've signed, Duke Johnson drafted James Cook, I feel like it's less likely now that he gets cut. So I will say to Lone Wolf's point, it would be a surprise um, for sure if they did cut Zach Moss at this stage. Yeah, I agree. Um, as I go through my comments, I lost the comment that I wanted to pull up. That's the beauty. Um, let's see. You know what? Let's just go to this most recent comment. Um, Spin, you're right. Josh Allen would be a surprise cut. So that would be something. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, uh, that would be uh, something. I like this. I, this is We're going to put ourselves on the spot right here. I know we usually, okay. guys, I know we usually end at 9, but we'll go 9.15 just to get forty uh, extra 15 minutes. How about a surprise trade, somebody from the roster or an addition? I've uh, this is we're putting ourselves both on the spot because I trying to think like if they wanted to trade for a corner, if like they didn't like the development or the progress of Trey White, like that could be an option. Um, who like, what other position would they trade for? I really couldn't see it. Like the running back, uh, they don't really upgrade receiver. No, nah, I mean, it could be another thing, signing like Odell could walk through the door. That would be kind of crazy. That would be a surprise. Yeah, so, I could. Do they ship off like what if they shipped off like Crowder? Like, that could be somebody we like trade. Like the Bills have depth at their offensive line position. Do they swing an offensive lineman for a six round pick? I 
they could do that. They, they've done that in the past. They traded Russell Bodine to the to the Pats for a six round pick in the past. They've traded Marshall Newhouse back to the Panthers for picks. White so I mean, they just signed Greg Van Rotten, Roten, right? Like, yeah, could he be a guy exactly. that at the end of training camp like has some value, and they decide maybe we'll try to trade him for yeah. something? Or just somebody believing Cody Ford because he was a former second round pick. A surprise trade would maybe be like trading a surprise trade, right? Like a surprise trade would be like packaging Devin Singletary and something for like a premier running back, right? Like that that. would be a surprise or trading Tremaine Edmonds, knowing if you have no intention kind of signing him beyond this year. Trading a depth guard position isn't like surprise, but I, I don't see the bills. Like why would you want to shake up the roster? Like they're not gonna, unless like some elite running back became available. Well, Right, and a surprise trade maybe not it doesn't involve players. Maybe it's a situation where, ooh, ooh, like when the right. Bills when the Bills traded their first round pick two years ago to get Diggs plus other picks, maybe they trade a future, maybe they trade a twenty twenty three pick, right, and more to bring in a a, a guy who yeah. maybe is disgruntled, a running back. Like you know, you never know. Like the Giants said, they weren't going to trade Saquon Barkley. They picked up his fifth year option. Like, could the Bills call up Brian Dayball yeah. and be like, hey? You're not going to pay Saquon Barkley after 2022. You're going nowhere this year. Like maybe we pick up the phone and try to make a trade for him. I'm not, again, it would be a surprise, right? So trying to fit the segment here, it would be a surprise. Um, But I don't know that a lot of people would complain about a trade to get a a premier running back. Now, it's not a knock on Devin Singletary at all, but it would be a surprise. I think like a surprise signing, we can flip it a little, would be, um, Odell Beckham, like I think OBJ, the Bills late in the season, yeah, when he's recovered, or, yeah, or the Bills bring him now, they put him on the would be the IR, would he be on that? Yeah, he would be on the IR, mm-hmm. and then you got it's basically like a mid season trade that and he developed yeah. and he like trains with you, obviously, because he's on the IR, but he's with you. And imagine like that could be something. And I don't, there's always these rumors because Von Miller's with. Odell at a basketball game. That means he's coming to the Bills. I love those. I got something for you. How about in 2023, the Bills signed Calvin Ridley? (laughs) That would be – that's a surprise. Yeah. He's a free agent in 2023? He's not playing this year. It's This is the last year on his deal. Now, I don't know how it works when he's – I don't know how it works if he's suspended for the whole year, if it if it yeah. pushes that into 2023, but I don't think so. I think – I do think his contract would is still up after 2022. I could be wrong, but – uh, I'm not sure. What's up, Dave? How are you doing? What's, What's up, up, Dave? What's up, Brian? Breaking tables tomorrow night, eight o'clock. You guys don't want to miss this. I saw, and we're gonna end this. I saw this comment. It was eight forty-four. So this comment has nothing to do with, somewhat, not really, actually, never mind. Nothing to do with what we're really talking about. But it's June fifteenth, and the season doesn't start until. September. So we got like nothing really. We have stuff to talk about, but you know what I mean? You know, you have the same problem. That's why you guys went to one show in the summer because you know, you can't just pull straws. So we got this comment from Jennifer. If you had to pick one offensive and one defensive player from another team to bring to the bills, who would it be? This is fun. This is like, we're 10 and 15 years old again. And just, who would we bring in? This is fantasy football. Who are we bringing? (laughs) One I'm gonna no cap, no cap, no cap constraints. Doesn't really matter. I'm gonna I'm gonna tug at uh I'm gonna tug at the Bills fans uh heartstrings here. Uh on offense, I'm bringing back Wyatt Teller. <laughs> I'll bring, bring him back. Yeah. A lot of people are gonna say, you know, Quentin Nelson, whatever. Like, fine, That's any cool. any guard like 
bring bring back Wyatt Teller. Let let that man uh, slide in. I know you saw re-signed Ryan Bates, but let's be real. Like if you have Wyatt Teller <laughs> on one side and and Roger Saffold at least for one year on the left side, and then um, Ryan Bates is your third guy. Yeah, and that's nice. And then on defense, right? Like let's get the let's get the boys back together. Aaron Donald and Von Miller. They won the Super Bowl together last year. Bring Aaron Donald in. Put him next to Daquan Jones, and or put him next to Ed Oliver. You know, Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Ed Oliver, Greg Rousseau. I mean, come on. How do you not add the best defensive player in the league to your roster, especially when you just overhauled the D-line and had self-admitted by doing that, you know, admitted that you needed to get better on the D-line. So I'll give me Wyatt Teller back on offense and uh, and give me Aaron Donald on defense. I think that's – now, Aaron Donald's the easy answer. Right. I'm going, I'm going to go different, obviously. So who is a different, like, who's a different answer? Cause like, I have an, I have another guy in mind, but I want to hear what I want to hear. So for offense, I, I'm going to bring in a running back because obviously you want to why something different out Alvin Kamara. I think nobody would come think about that, but I think he would fit. I think I'd rather have him than McCaffrey. I think McCaffrey's probably better, but the injuries on McCaffrey, he fits kind of this roster, like another pass back. I know that, Kind of kicks James Cook out, but we're playing. We're in fantasy world right now. So, Alvin Kamara, why not? Like, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry could be, but like that would just wouldn't fit the offense. They would be just too run heavy. But Alvin Kamara me, out of the backfield, that would be something. Alvin Kamara or like Aaron Jones, those would yes, be like yes. great fits. I think on yes. the Bills, like Aaron Jones to me, like he's not a high volume carries guy in Green Bay as it is. Great receiver, like would fit right in to this Bills offense, I think. So Aaron Jones would be another another nice addition. And then defensive. I'm going to go corner. I'm going Jalen okay. Ramsey. Yeah, that's I'm, a nice one too. I know we have Kair Elam, and I think he's going to be a very good, very good corner for us, right? I think he could be very good for us. But I'm trying to win, I'm trying to win a Super Bowl, and we're in, we're in La La Land right now. So Jalen Ramsey and Chenevius White. Have fun. That's wow. That's something. I think yeah. a corner, they could go like linebacker if they wanted to go like a middle linebacker. Or if they, you know what they could do. I don't know if you're going to take it. TJ Watt. <sighs> TJ Watt and Von Miller. And then Gregory Russo is your third edge. Yeah. And then you can get rid of the rotation because you don't need a rotation. Just let those two guys go to work. What about uh, Miles Garrett? That would be a nice fit too because he's more of a traditional kind of 4 3. Yeah, you're right. And, you're right, you're right. But TJ, I mean, TJ Watt, how could you argue? Like, the premier pass rusher, I guess, is what yes, you're getting. Another to, premier to... pass rusher. So, yeah. fun segment. That was fun. Or like, like Lone Wolf coming in. Donald for defense. Makes sense. Tyreek Hill for offense. Tyreek would be nice. I mean, Tyreek um, would fit too, right? You got Tyreek in the would. slot, and you got Diggs and Davis on the outside. You would, would fit that. more than like another outside receiver. Because I was like, oh, Devontae Adams, stuff like that. But like Tyreek Hill would, would be kind of fun. Josh Allen throwing to Tyreek Hill. Yeah, would you imagine? Man, oh, well, we can only dream. Now we have to guard him twice a year, <laughs> and we have to deal with him at a even though he has a uh, Mister Thirty Yard Pass throwing him the ball. So I don't think we. Oh, I love. We'll end on this. I know it's we're past nine fifteen. That that funny thing with Tyreek Kill saying, like, "What do you say? You rather have two or two is a better accurate passer than Mahomes?" Like I get it. Like you're on the Dolphins. Like you don't just you don't got to say that stuff. Like there's no way. Like anyway, two is anywhere near. Patrick Mahomes, I just I love the Tua bash. I'm hoping he doesn't like just prove everyone wrong. I don't think he will. Um, I use the analogy because 
I was on a couple weeks ago. Akeem asked me, who would you rather have, for, I think, for the future of this year, or I think for future, Zach Wilson or Tua. And I made the analogy, I, I got a house, right? So Tua's in the attic of his potential, right? There's nowhere to go. Like, you got the attic, and you, you hit your head, you're done. Zach Wilson, not saying he's bad, because you're going to think he's in the basement, because there's still the second floor, the upstairs, and the attic to go. So the Tua stuff is fine. I like that. I think that Tyreek Hill, in a way, is like putting more pressure on Tua. Like Steve made this point the other night. Like every time he, they make these comparisons to Mahomes, and a ton of pressure. It it adds a little bit more pressure onto Tua's shoulders. Now, the pressure is on Tua regardless because they've pretty much put everything around him that they could. They have a good offensive line. They sign all those running backs in the offseason, Chase Edmonds, etc. They have Jalen Waddle. They have Tyreek Hill now, right? They have Gasek. Like they have a very, very good roster around Tua on the offensive side of the ball. So, you know, that is the approach the Dolphins decided to take. Let's put as much as we can around Tua and see how it works out. And they feel like they can make the playoffs with that team this year. And and maybe they can, but there is a lot of pressure on Tua to deliver this year. I completely agree, and hopefully the pressure gets to him. Obviously, we need obviously win for the Bills. Um, obviously to win the division. David, I appreciate you coming on tonight. I know it's a little weird, but we had we talked some sleepers guys. We talked some surprise guys that could be cut. I know also surprise trade could be Poyer for OBJ, and on that that would be weird because OBJ is not on a team. So, but that could be <laughs> something. Okay, um, Poyer being traded would be surprised. They're not going to yes. do that, but that. That falls under the surprise. So, guys, I appreciate everyone coming in to the Buffalo Blitz. David, one last time, where can everyone find you, social media-wise and show-wise? Social media, at Tilt Money is where I am. And then at the Bills Guys is our show handle on the Cover One Network. We're on live every Monday night at 9 p.m. on the Cover One YouTube channel. Uh, and during the season, we'll be doing pregame shows, live pregame shows, and Monday shows after the game for reactions. So, um we're very active on our show handle, mostly on Twitter. So Steve's constantly putting, you know, content out on there, polls and, and everything. And then come join us for our shows Monday nights at 9 p.m. Guys, you heard the man. Buffalo Blitz every Wednesday. We'll be next week. Wednesday again at 8 p.m. on the built-in Buffalo Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube network. Zbot is coming on from Buffalo. Love Zbot. Fanatics, I believe I had that right. Let me, He's a great let, guy. Let's double Z-Bot's check. Zbot's a great guy. Let's double check the schedule before I just tell you guys something. Yep, June 22nd next week, Z-Bot's coming on. So, guys, don't you guys don't want to miss that. As always, I'm Peter DiBiase. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Peter. Twitter handle is right there. Buffalo Blitz every Wednesday. Make sure you guys follow Built in Buffalo on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Our Facebook is at almost at 50,000 followers on Facebook. So that is crazy. I know Facebook's a little outdated, but we do well on Facebook. BuiltinBuffaloNews.com. David, once again, appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you. Appreciate you having me. As always, the Buffalo Blitz every Wednesday at 8 p.m. on the Built in Buffalo Network. I'll see you guys next Wednesday. And go Bills. Go Bills.